0: Hello, and welcome to Pumpkin Spice and All Things Nice. I'm Jean. And I'm Rebecca. And this is Trope as Fuck. Pumpkin Spice up your space station.
1: (laughs) Exactly. Today is all about comfort, coffee cups, and coquettish flirting over lattes as we dive into the foggy windows and comfy sofas of the coffee shop AU.
0: You worked way too hard on the alliteration there.
1: What can I say? I'm all about the grind. Ha! Espresso pun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, like our fake dating um, episode, this one will focus on the themes we love about this genre and interweave our two fics rather than focusing on each in turn. But we want to say up top that we're absolute suckers for both of these fics and their writers, which in my case is Not Another Date by T.M. Wilson 3. And in
1: mine is I've got nothing to do today but smile, brackets, the only living boy in New York by Jism. I would like to make it clear that when I reached out to this author, I was a bit hot in my throat because I am obsessed with his writing and it's so gorgeous. And I've spent so much time living and reading in their Arthur Ames stuff and I kind of squealed a little when they got back in time. Uh, to give us the go ahead because i'm just genuinely such a huge fan of his um this is the highest rated pick in in this pairing this is the highest rated pick in this tag on ao3 and this is inception isn't it this, this is, is inception. the first time we've
0: done inception i think on the podcast yeah.
1: it is which and we are going to talk a bit later about part of i think we're going to try and explain a little bit about why that's so funny or weird or i don't know something to us because it, it should be said This isn't a fandom I ever expected to find myself in. But I fell into that like it was a three-layer dreamscape. That's a weird in-joke that I know
0: about because of the
1: reading. Anyway.
0: (laughs) As always, we'll link to the Kofis, AO3s and Tumblrs, etc. of our writers. So do be sure to go check both of them out and maybe go and support them because they're doing incredible stuff. For sure. So one thing we wanted to discuss up front in this was the characterisation that takes place through drink orders in coffee shop AUs. Now, there are two camps of characters in any coffee shop <laughs> fic. The pumpkin spice drinkers and the Americano posers who take themselves way too seriously. <laughs> um, I picked this fic, Not a Love a Latte, by T.M. Wilson 3 because it is just such a perfect encapsulation of this ideological war that takes place in the coffee shop AU world. Um, and in this thick, kind of in a nutshell, Ray walks into her favourite local coffee shop where she meets the new temporary barista Ben. And she's really excited because our gal Ray is getting the first pumpkin spice latte of the season, which we know and relate to as being a very important milestone in the year, obviously. Um, And Ben turns around at the counter and straight up says, no, she can't have one. (laughs) Cute, snarky conflict ensues and Ray comes back with this incredible line which just needs to be put on the t-shirt, which I would wear 24-7, which goes, it's full one simply does not walk into a coffee shop in full and not order a pumpkin spice latte. This is not the way.
1: (laughs) This is not the way.
0: Iconic scenes. Iconic. And he keeps trying to get her to drink these fancy teas and cut down on the pumpkin spice. And this adorable battle of wheels ensues. And it's just such a classic setup in the coffee shop AU. This kind of battle of wheels over tea versus coffee or black Americanos versus sugary creamy lattes. And what that says about the personalities of our characters. 100%. And
1: I mean, I am so certain that that a combination of Redbubble and the kinds of wonderful people who make fan art and put it on Redbubble, and thank God for them, could give you that t-shirt, and I would also be obsessed with it. <laughs> I actually had my first uh, PSL, as I believe people in the know <laughs> call them, this year. Uh, But I am, in general, a sucker for a seasonal drink. No, I loved That Tussle, and it's a really classic way of setting up a lightly antagonistic, but essentially quite fluffy dynamic within the genre. Um, And I like as, as well that it often allows for the fact that people have different tastes, but also expertise. I, I'm not, there's no way for me to say the pun that's in this doc but I obviously also then wrote expertise where the second word was tea as in like drinking tea. So and fire, then ladies yeah. and gentlemen. <laughs> and then wrote I'm on pun fire and this is not the only like note to Rebecca that I put in this doc. At one point, Earlier on when we were planning, she was typing in it, and I just wrote, I see you typing there, you look hot. That is the kind of friendship that we have. Um, But yeah, so character A is entitled to like a garbage, caffeinated sugar monstrosity, as I do. But character B also teaches them something about a drink they didn't really know before, like tea with Ray and your fickle syrup and lattes in mine. And I was kind of thinking a bit about this, like the idea of the ideological war, which is really present in your thick and it's really it's really well done actually because it it manages not to be a hipster douche boy tells you that your fave is bad which like we've all met you know the people who are like you're not drinking a cold brew and you're like no i'm having a cup of coffee please go away like (laughs) please take your beanie sir and leave this establishment but like so we've all met those people and it's not that it's much more like it might start as being on the edge of that but it, it doesn't go there and that's partly because ray is super stubborn about it and she's super fun about her pumpkin spice which i just yeah i just really liked that um But yeah, I was thinking about it in relation to my fic, where I think that ideological war is less there. What there is instead is this kind of ongoing conversation about just in general Arthur's caffeine consumption. As kind of a brief rundown, as Rebecca's given for hers, my fic centres on the idea that Arthur is a, a corporate lawyer working in New York and Ames or Eames is the... Attractive man running the coffee shop over the road, shenanigans ensueth. In other words, Arthur really fucking hates his job. It's making him miserable, but he's trying to get partner, and he just believes this is going to make his life better. And then he kind of runs into Ames, and there is stress baking, there is ridiculous like lattes, there is Yusuf drinking coffee, there is Ariadne being sassy, and it's lovely. but yeah, so instead of there being this, like, ideological divide for them, it's like, Arthur just never gets to say what he wants to drink. He walks in and is like, can I have coffee? And Ames is like, I am the expert here, sit the fuck down. And just creates ridiculous high caffeine numbers for him. And it's such a fun version of that, like, the, 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 the sort of flip side of that ideological wall where, like, your drink defines you. Where it's like, allow me to try and guess you. Through the yeah. medium of your drink. And I really, I really enjoy that. Um, I am a bit horrified about what people think of me in coffee shops.
0: Oh my God, the lovely barista who makes me an egg latte basically <laughs> every day at our local Starbucks. Must think I'm some kind of festive psycho deep down. It, I mean, it. Is she wrong? No, absolutely not. <laughs> I've had approximately 15 eggnog lattes and I've watched seven Christmas movies already. Yeah, and it is November 22nd. It's November
1: the 22nd. We had, I mean, we went this morning and got coffee and had, I had
0: a gingerbread
1: frappuccino and I think, and we were wearing exercise gear and I'm pretty sure she looked at us and was just like, what is wrong with you both? 100%. <laughs> it was marvellous. Another line we kind of wanted to pursue, a bit linked to the, like, um, characterization through coffee thing, was this idea of, like, the window that our caffeine, caffeine consumption might offer on our lives and characters, and the way that this works in this genre, especially because it's often combined with this idea of the chance meeting, and the, like, what you learn about somebody from this initial incredibly short encounter
0: yeah absolutely there's something so lovely about the way in which coffee shop fics have these little moments where you know, more and more is revealed about the other person the characters go from total strangers to people who actually build up these whole pictures of the other person chipping away these little bits of knowledge one at a time and they get these glimpses into you know the other person's hectic work life and the books they like and the food they love as they kind of come into the coffee shop every every so often in know in a week and these interactions become these daily rituals, which are so important.
1: Yeah, and it's a love... I mean, I think it's a lovely thing. Perhaps because it it then... I say it avoids the trap. Like, I don't occasionally read Love at First Sight books and love them. But, like, it avoids the trap of the Love at First Sight there. Like it's a connection that's then given time to grow. Yes, Ray is crushing on Ben really early, but it's the repeated exposure and the building of a mutual habit through the coffee shop that helps them make the jump into a relationship. So it's both the chance of the initial meeting and the layer of the multiple interactions together, including the all-important hustle over tea or pumpkin spice that creates this relationship that moves beyond the boundaries of the counter, as it were. Um, and that's true, I think, in mine as well, that like it could very easily be that Arthur walks away and in some sense the tension of the coffee shop AU always with that chance encounter thing is there's nothing guaranteeing the continued connection of these two people. Whereas your workplace, you know, your other kinds of workplace they use, maybe that's less true. And we talked as well together about this um, being about the appeal of someone who gets to know you through these moments and the trope of the kind of bartender or library owner who thinks of you as the whiskey sour one or the Stephen King fanatic. And even though that's not the whole of somebody's personality, it's the kind of opening that encourages us to build characters to match the tiny bits of information that we have with people and i think that's a really at least something i do all the time i mean i do it on the tube i do it in like back before (laughs) back before 2020 when you know we were were in coffee shops regularly and there were people we always saw there the kind of the way we want to construct backstories for the tiny pieces of information we have. And what the Coffee Shop AU does in both of these examples is it takes that idea and really opens it up and lets us watch people do that.
0: And I think it's also worth saying something about the kind of sort of anti-burnout culture that's really prevalent in Coffee Shop AUs that we both picked up on.
1: Yeah, do you know, I don't know why it feels, I think it feels really crucial to me because in all honesty... This is the when I think of coffee shop AU, this is the coffee shop AU. It's not just the Arthur Ames fic; it's the coffee shop AU, and I I feel so strongly that Arthur is apt, like Arthur in this fic is real broken. He's really burning out, and he's losing his mind. And the I think the first few sentences of it are essentially. Um, Arthur's going to make partner and then his life will be better and it's this exploration of this character who really is has, has hung all his hopes on a thing and is watching himself disappear into the pursuit of a goal he can't remember why he wants And one of the reasons that he gets so wound up over Ames is that he's stopped being able to recognise himself. He's doing a job that brings him nothing but pain. Quick shout out to Dumb Cobb being a twat in this fic, because that's 100% how I feel about Leonardo DiCaprio's character in that film. Moving on. Um, And having to deal with people who don't take care of him and aren't ensuring that he takes care of himself, who are watching him do this too. And either don't know it, or possibly even worse, know it and just don't give a shit. And against that background, you've got Ames' enthusiastic kind of caffeine watching. There's a great scene where he hands Arthur a piece of paper and there's nothing on it. And Arthur's like, well, what are you doing? And his, the point is, his hand is shaking so badly from the caffeine he's had that the paper's just quivering. <laughs> Um, and the creating of bespoke drinks has this just general aura of taking care of someone that is really special and it's how he tries to demonstrate to Arthur that someone has eyes on him, like someone is watching him and trying to take care of him and like there's a moment, a couple of moments in the fic where Arthur really returns the favour, there's one uh, where Ames comes in to work sick and Arthur says like you need to go like, lie down, you look terrible and Ames says, you know what argument never works on you? Ames asks, sniffing again the you're obviously exhausted argument well, it might if I was visibly succumbing to plague, Arthur snaps. Um, and and indeed, like, as an extension of that, the kind of flip side of this, like, the, the the job that Arthur has being this job that is essentially sort of destroying him and he doesn't enjoy it, and, um, and really nicely to counterbalance it, it's, you know, he feels that his job is also bad. Like, he does not feel it is a good job. But Yusuf, who works in the firm with him, feels quite differently about it, and that's totally fine. Um, but instead what on things arthur does is stress baking and it turns out he's really really good at it but he can't see it as a productive effort like he can't see it as anything valuable and i'm sure like i'm not alone and you are not alone in being like we treat the things we do outside of our kind of work as hobbies in ways that are like this brings no like this brings nothing but actually as you if you've listened to the first six episodes of this podcast you know people who for example Use their spent time writing fan fiction have brought so much joy into my life. That effort is so valuable, and I think this sense of this within this coffee shop area in particular, but more generally, I think the genre that there is this like respect of these kinds of efforts of these like nurturing efforts and. Um, And I know I'm rabbiting on, but basically both Arthur and him see the things the other is good at, coffee or baking, as valuable, and they repeatedly affirm to each other that they value that skill, and that's exactly what
0: his job is not giving him. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, the coffee shops in these fics are often the places where life slows down for the characters. It's a place of respite from work or college and, you know, the stresses... Of those situations, and it's where the characters go to take some time for themselves and and actually treat themselves as well to you know that ridiculous pumpkin spice latte, which is yeah. you know such a balm for the soul sometimes. It <laughs> is exactly what you need to give you a little pick me up, and it's a really safe environment. Yeah, and even for Arthur, who you know spends a lot of the time in in the fit working in that space. Um, yeah, in that space, you know, it is a it's somewhere he feels safe, and he doesn't feel safe in his office. Yeah, and also for yeah. Ray, you know, who is often characterised in a lot of fix as having quite a lot of trust issues, and in this one is having a really like tough time at her work. It's a real haven, and her interactions with Ben come to be the thing that she looks forward to every day alongside her pumpkin spice latte <laughs> and the ridiculous tea he puts out for her, and that's really special.
1: Yeah. I, I think it's well, so much so that in Ray's fix, she starts to incorporate it into the other kinds of time off that she does. So when they do the pumpkin carving and she carves him a pumpkin, like, incorporating... That moment of respite into the other moments of respite, and give it just—it's just really lovely. And and I don't know if this is if this is partly, you know, what what are we now, (laughs) six months down the line from the when we first went into lockdown? But I I feel like increasingly I I keep thinking about the ways and the, the places in which we get respite from our jobs, and whether that job is you know public sector as mine is or private as yours is like the, the like yeah so it's just just this kind of this kind of this sense of like the places that give us respect and how valuable they are and how important the people who make them work are to all of our lives even if you only ever exchange three words with the person who makes your coffee in the morning. Um, I mean, I'm famously very talkative to people in coffee shops, but that's just me. Um, And so, you know, in this, in your fic, for example, when Ben's being snarky about Ray's drink, there's this underlying kind of sense of caring. And there's a scene where he offers her an avenue for venting. and It's just all reinforcing this space of respite. Um, they are about these quiet, the quiet and restorative spaces in our lives. They're spaces for our restorative rituals, like Arthur using it as an escape from the office, even if he's working there, which is also, I think, a sign that Arthur's restorative rituals aren't super good. (laughs) But like, you know, this or Ray needing to get away from her really persistent bad impression of graphic designers. Ray does not like graphic designers in this fic, which I just, like, fantastic. I mean, just bizarre. Anyway, it's great. I loved it. And it's, it, these are respite spaces for so many of us, which is, incidentally, why people in coffee shops should be paid so much better, and indeed, just treated with much more respect than we do as a society, because these are the people who create our periods of calm and quiet.
0: Yeah, it's so important, as someone who reads fan fiction generally to unwind mm. from the stresses of a corporate job... Um, I to feel particularly calm reading Coffee Shop A.U. fix. There's something about them. I'm reading Not Another Latte. It was just so heartening um, to kind of return to it again. And it's just like jumping into fall and flannel and comfort, which yeah. is, yeah, very much a, a balm to my soul.
1: And we are super, I mean, we're super autumnal people in that you mm. and I both enjoy the cold. We like scarves. We like being bundled up. And I think you're right. It's, <sighs> there are a lot of fics by Jis and I read very often, <laughs> but this is the one i read when i feel sad it is it's a real comfort space and um, we wanted to close this chat a bit by thinking about the the kinds of potential of barely there canon um because my fic and arthur aims as a ship are uh, i say this to offend nobody but like there's this, i think 5 minutes of film yeah. to, to back that up like it's it's based on very like, yeah, brief, brief interactions in canon, in enormous scare quotes. Um, and we are talking about this, not least, because I've read thousands of words of fan fiction about two characters from a movie that I don't like. And
0: I have to <laughs> rationalise my choices uh, You've somehow. legitimately read so much. And we re- watched Inception, like, a couple of months ago now. And I have to say, that's only the second time I've ever watched it. And it did come out of nowhere when you revealed to me your... <laughs> bordering on obsession with this shit but i do see it from the film (gasps) yeah yeah
1: and to be fair what was what was quite fun when we were watching the film is your beloved i said uh the internet (laughs) i depersonalized it but i said the internet thinks that joseph gordon levitt and tom hardy's characters in this are having sex and you know maybe husbands who knows and your beloved was like we'll wait and see what evidence there is for that and there was like interaction one and and he was like I can see some evidence. Interaction 2, he was like, I think they were in a relationship and now they're not together. And by Interaction 3, he was like, no, 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 take that back, they're fucking, that's a thing. And so, you know, don't get me wrong, the five minutes are an extraordinarily strong five minutes. But but it's just, I've read so much fiction for a movie that I essentially thought when I first saw it, probably in 2010, was fun to look at, but pretty stupid. Like, I, (laughs) I, no shade to anyone who likes the the movie, it was just, it was it's not my kind of movie, I don't, I don't really enjoy it, and yet, my god, I have read so much, why can't I stop reading about these two idiots, like, what is happening to me? And the thing as well is, it's like, it would almost make more sense to me if I only read AUs. But I don't. Like, I am like, give me the canon adjacent. Like, give me the retelling. Like, why have these two captured my soul? Well, one reason is that I do think that those two actors are particularly good in, in that dynamic. And it's a fun dynamic. It's got a real snarky edge to it. We've talked about loving that before. Another is writers like Joseph. Like, the writing in every single fic of his is exceptional. Uh, the dialogue in particular is just... It's just fantastic. And it, it means, I think, this this real scarcity of canon that <sighs> it's like like Ginger Rose, right? Fanon takes on this kind of almost canonic reality. And I, I love watching that happen. So, like, the fact that Hux's cat is called Millicent, that's a fact the internet has agreed on, and I am here for it. Like, there are some really similar things in the Arthur Ames fandom where... I don't know where they've come from and I'm sure that somebody, as it were, like the archivist of of the ship probably does know or can trace back. But even just things like their general characterisation, there are such strong themes in it and it's really gorgeous and like it's more real to me than the film. Yeah. I mean, apart from the five minutes where they snarked at each other and it was gorgeous, I don't know what happened in that film. Ellen Page looks like my future wife. There was a thing with Tom Hardy on skis. That was a safe. We're all in a dream. I do fucking know. But put it in the form of fiction and I have read, and the kind of fiction I have read and I'm like, someone pass me some tea because I'm going to sit down and read 250,000 words. And I got you to read Arthur Ames and I'm really happy and I deserve a hat. Yeah, I
0: know. I really liked <laughs> it. Having, like, established in my mind again, like, which ones they were and I was like, yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. No, I'm on board. <laughs> Tom Hardy and Jesse's got yeah, a limit. Right, okay, them two. Exactly. Um, and, you know, I also don't really like the movie. Like, I think it's kind of, it was fine, but it wasn't really working for me the way some people really kind of lost their minds over it. Mm. Um, But I do think, you know, having rewatched it recently, the best thing about it was the characterisation and moments of levity and dialogue between Arthur and Ames. And this fic is a lot of fun and a really great example of playing with not a lot of source material, but actually that being quite freeing. Mm. And meaning that you could actually just take the best of, that genre yeah and do something really interesting with it which yeah. i think is impressive i'm just gonna go back and say
1: joseph gordon levity and i'm done now i'm done now <laughs> um, <laughs> right but no i think that is part of what i love and it's part of what i've really enjoyed about reading in that fandom that like there is just this such a wonderful wealth of characterization coming from writers and you're Whereas sometimes in, an, in a fandom or a ship, I am looking to recognise my vision of that character in a fic, in something like this, I'm not starting with a vision. And so actually, I just I just sort of, I, I've built the, my vision of those characters absolutely from the works of, of fanfic authors. And it's just, uh, yeah, if, if you were and in any doubt of my admiration for this writer, please don't be. I think he is one of the best out there. Um, I've got a final question Ooh. for you. Um, I want to know, we imagine your beloved is... Out of the picture, he's gone. Out of the picture, yeah. I don't know what happened to him. He'd met a woman at a coffee shop, who knows. But <laughs> but you walk into the coffee shop, you see someone in your heart does the flip.
0: What are you ordering? Ooh. I'm not going to lie. I think I'm going to have to be true to myself. So I'm ordering seasonal drink of choice whatever that season be or i'm getting me some kind of like vanilla chai creamy drink it's
1: spiced there's yeah. there's some foam there's maybe cream on the top like there's exactly. some sprinkles
0: dash of cinnamon love that <laughs> um yeah because I, I think you know I, i've, I've got to be true to myself and you know my adam driver like barista will love me for that if he's the right one so adam driver look
1: like not yeah. henry cavill
0: I mean I take I take either, you know. <laughs> I mean where is this coffee job and where can, oh I, my God, how can I go to it? When can I go? Um oh. Yeah, and I I'll be that, you know, basic bitch in the corner reading something super highbrow obviously. Mm, mm-hmm. Um all working and you know, yeah. but looking super cute in like twenty scarves and vibing like I'm the main character listening to Taylor Swift, you know, <laughs> looking out the window. Um what about you?
1: The thing is, right, in my head, what I would like this to be is that my hair is not in any way cut, like, you know, I've managed to keep the sleekness of the bob through the tube journey. I'm My lipstick isn't smeared. I don't look like I'm sort of exhausted and like a skeleton as I look at the moment. Um, and I walk in and there's a puff of wind and it's like, oh, But knowing, rings. yeah, but knowing the way I actually tend to enter coffee shops, which usually involves tripping over the threshold <laughs> and... Having an awkward dance about who am I opening the door for, yeah. which is always fun, and my sense is that I would just arrive as a bit of a flustered mess. So we've got to hope that, I, that the person behind the counter finds that endearing, and and I think based on that, while I'd like to be like ordering something, you know, I'd like to be to say that I'd be true to myself, but I think I probably, I think I'm genuinely the kind of person that be like. Shit, I don't want them to judge me. I'll have a tea, like <laughs> maybe a mint tea, which I do. That is, to be fair, one of my go-to yeah. drinks. So, so maybe if I'm if I'm feeling myself, I think I have a mint tea. If I'm at all feeling self-conscious, I think I'll be having a. I'll probably order a black coffee and try and look cool <laughs> and fail miserably, miserably. And um, so this w- it is ostensibly, in fact, it is a, is a coffee shop AU episode. But when we were when we were first putting our tropes in order we kind of included a bunch of other things in this category which i think we did because of the ways in which they work as respite spaces although i'm not yeah. sure i'd articulated that to myself at this point um such as like bookshops libraries maybe
0: restaurants as well which have a real similar feel yeah and i'm a sucker for a library as you all know so good um and I think we got a bit excited because it was coffee shops as the one we really latched onto, to. But then we were like, ooh, and this and that and that. And I think these types of industry fix, I guess mm. you could call them, have lots of the same hallmarks of the coffee shop AU. And I totally agree from like the chance meetings yeah. and that slow build up of delicious tension. And actually often this really small town vibe, which we mm. haven't really talked about. But I really love that. And it, I think it feeds into some of the stuff around the comfortness of, of a, a coffee shop au these you know, even if it's set in new york it's always yeah. the one that's tucked away and it's all like you know leaves are falling and it's it's gorgeous or it's in this small town vibe and it's just very wholesome which i love
1: and often i think it's actually i mean to talk about it a bit now in that sense of the small town vibe like it's often doing that it, almost especially if it is in a big city because again it's this idea that like it's the respite from the bustle. I did ask you, when we well, were talking about this earlier, if you'd read any where the um where it was like a, a kind of global chain, like a Starbucks, and you had.
0: Yeah, um, there's a great fit because she's one of the um best rated um coffee shop I use on the Raylo tag, if not the best one. Which Why have band- I never just clicked on the coffee shop?
1: I've never clicked on a tag in
0: a fandom. How? That's how I'm... I find them. I'm like, oh, I'm in the mood for X. How do you find them otherwise?
1: Well, so I, I am a big fan of a, of a reckless... I go oh. I go forth and I find people who've curated things for me oh and gosh. I benefit from
0: their wisdom. How do we not know this? No, I go... I filter the shit out of A03. Oh, no, I'm, for like, really ranked easy. by kudos.
1: And then I'm like, that's me done. I'm oh going to read the first 50 pages of this. Crazy. I have to say, I've been finding recently... This is fascinating for you all, I'm sure. But I have been finding recently that I think I need to change my tactic because I tend to filter for kudos as though, like... That's somehow objective, which it absolutely isn't. And also, until we got an AO3 account, we never left kudos because we were bad. We're bad. We're getting better, we promise. We swear we are going to get better. We've got to do comments as well. I feel so, I just, I feel so strongly that all fanfic writers that I have interacted with on Tumblr, any that we've messaged, any that we've spoken to, like A, everyone is the nicest person, and B, I'm like, you literally gave me solace for free. Yeah. Like you soothed me at my worst. Maybe. You like smoothed all my sharp edges, and I've I've just done that without in any way showing you how amazing it is. So in some ways, our podcast, I suppose, is like a massive A O three comment. Yeah, it's a big
0: love letter. It
1: is a huge love letter. Always, um, but
0: yeah. So so
1: the yes. coffee shop, AU, I'm gonna woofed. Have I got some? tag searching to do later
0: yeah um but this chain fic is called the vampire of starbucks by yes. anonymous mink and we'll link to it it is great as a like chain thick what i love about this one is i'll read you the summary he could theoretically be a vampire if vampires existed either way ray's rudest and most dismissive starbucks customer certainly doesn't does seem to wear a lot of black and always appear exactly when she's been left on her own She's pretty sure his name isn't actually Kylie N or Ky-Lauren. But hey, if she's spelling it wrong deliberately on his incredibly pretentious order, who can blame her? (laughs) And it's so good. She basically like has enough with his like snooty vibes and starts writing ridiculous things on his cup. Fantastic. It's fantastic work. Um, Yeah,
1: hopefully we're going to get to Talk uh, more about the kinds of library-esque fix, maybe in in an episode next season. Kind of crazy that we're actually talking about. Planning season two. Planning
0: season two. We're planning to wrap this up by Christmas. That's Um, the plan. uh, Don't hold
1: us to that when we have another two-month hiatus, though, because (laughs) we're bad at timekeeping. Um, no, but we are we yeah. are intending to do that and indeed to have a little festive treat planned for Christmas as well. Yeah. Um Christmas and the holidays.
0: Um yeah. Yeah. So get keen. Well, that's our show our thanks to our writers this week and for creating things that have brought us such joy don't forget to check us out on tumblr and follow us on spotify where our episodes appear absolutely you can use the messaging or the ask us
1: anything function on tumblr to send us thoughts recs and questions or send us a message via our gmail which is trope as hell at gmail.com. we would love to hear from you about literally anything especially if you'd like to fight us about fictional characters and our headcanons or any other similar things
0: we're also now on AO3 and committed to no longer being lurkers, so you can see who we're following if you find us there. We're Tropers Pod, just to confuse you all. I have been Jean. I've been Rebecca. Thanks for listening.